Welcome back everyone to another episode of Make Onions Cry, the podcast. Uh, today we are back. My name is Kat. I'm Angie. <laughs> and we'll be talking about a very, I wouldn't say serious type of relationship, but a different type of relationship. Um, jobs. It's anything to do with the job search, how to deal with the people along the way. And, you know, your first week onboarding and leaving. All of those are different types of relationships, different types of way to handle the relationships. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> All right, Angie. So let's kick it off with the question of the day. Um, it's a bit job related, but also not too much relationship focused. Uh, so if you could earn the same pay no matter what job you did, would you pursue another profession? If so, what would you choose and why? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what, accounting's not, you know, fun and games? <laughs> I mean, I, I love the people I work with and I love what I do. Like, I have good clients and it, it is fun, but it's, it's like really tough <laughs> yeah. and really stressful. Like, I was just telling Kat yesterday I had like a mental breakdown. Just because, you know, work. Um, but, so yeah, if I could earn the same pay, I would probably do something that, probably do, like, psychology. Because mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be a therapist, and, like, I've told you that before, and I've, I'm, like, really into helping people, and I would like to think I give good advice. <laughs> Not to myself, <laughs> to uh, other people. Um, so yeah, I, I would do that, I think. Okay. I, I think I agree with you. I I just wouldn't want to stay in corporate America. Mm -hmm. um, I want some more meaning in my life, I would say. Yeah. So I, I don't know what exactly that is, but I would want to do some kind of civil service job or, or something uh, to help give back to people, to society. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, me, the righteous warrior of something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did want to give off a quick disclaimer at the start of this episode, because at the end of the day, Angie, we are 24. We're not yes. by any means any type of hiring or, you know, management experts over here. I don't know we what are... you're talking about. I own my firm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Angie's a partner. Um, and I'm the partner. She's the partner, not a partner. She's the partner. Uh, but God, yeah, so, so at, just like as a disclaimer, these are our personal opinions. Um, I have done interviews in the past, but it was, again, for a very different job. I like it was, I was for an amusement park that I worked at. So I was hiring children. I hired Angie at some point. Um, well, not children. We, it wasn't. Well, they were young. like that. Well, I no, know. it wasn't. <laughs> well, no, okay. Yeah, fine. It wasn't children. It was teenagers. They were like 16, 17. However, they were underage, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So like, it's like I was your first high school job, you know? Yeah. I wasn't hiring people right out of college. Oh, sometimes I was. Um, but right out of college, it wasn't mostly it. Um, mm -hmm. So I do have experience interviewing people. And I also interview regularly, because I will get to that as well. Um, but I'm, like, by no means any type of expert. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
And I'm uh, also so, no expert. I've never interviewed someone. So Yeah. So just, just a disclaimer. This is our knowledge, our personal experiences and stuff. Um, but by no means is it the standard. <laughs> right. Um, so some topics we're going to cover today is kind of what does the job hunt process look like? Do you target specific companies or roles? And if and when you do, the type of research you should be doing, if you should even be doing research, when do you do the research? All of that is important stuff. Right. Um, so, Angie, for you, what does the typical, like, I know you've talked about previously how you got your job. Was that a career fair? But let's say you wanted to switch careers right now. What do you think the job hunt process looks like? That's really tough for me to, like, picture. Because, again, I've talked about I got my job from my internship in college. And they recruited at my school. So all of that was just kind of right there for me. But I know that LinkedIn is a big um, job hunting place to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, if you know people, that makes it easier. Yeah. Um, but I would say I would go to LinkedIn mm-hmm. and look around there. For sure. LinkedIn is definitely a big one, uh, especially if you want corporate jobs. And even now, they have, like, recently, for some reason, don't ask me why... I've been, like, I went on LinkedIn and a bunch of suggested jobs were, like, busser, server, and whatever. I'm like, "Mm, first of all, I don't have anything in my LinkedIn that tells you I have this background. Um, It's usually, like, Indeed. Yeah, usually Indeed has that. But, it's like, people have been posting it on LinkedIn, too. Um, Interesting. And I guess it's just so overflowed because usually the LinkedIn algorithm is pretty good. They only show you roles that either you're currently on. And my role is an analyst. So, it's like, they wouldn't be showing me server roles. Um, I don't know. It's pretty similar. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you analyze customers. You also analyze data. Same thing. Same thing. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like, I think just because of the shortage of workers in certain industries, um, like hospitality and food service and all of that, I think they're just expanding where you're going to see those advertisements. Right. Uh, but it, like you said, indeed, another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think it's just jobs, like servers, whatever, bussers, you know, even amusement park workers, cause that's where we used to advertise. Um, but it's more than that. You can find big corporate jobs on there as well. You can find technical jobs. Um, you can be mechanics, plumbers, all of that you can find on Indeed. And Glassdoor is another big one. That's, oh, I know yeah. people put reviews there and that's how they do research on companies, but you can also apply for jobs. A lot of companies post uh, job job links and job offers on there as well right also like at my company um clients tend to poach you mm-hmm. uh so we've had people leave for clients uh just because they offer more or more stability or whatever uh so just in my experience like that would be something else mm-hmm. yeah for for me clients sometimes try to poach you and a lot of the times there's other agencies that will try to poach you Right. Like my my company, I don't know what it is, but there's another company in the field that's like much bigger than us, and they always poach our people, always. Like people start off with us, and then they all just transition to the other company. I'm like, wow, yeah. is this like some gateway or something? <laughs> is there something I don't know about? Yeah, that's like us with the. I'm in the big four, so the big four is always going back and forth with each other. Like, come mm. here, no, come here. <laughs> 
It's like, we'll um, offer you more money. Come, come. Yes. We won't offer you stability, but money. No, money. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's that's, that's also a way to do it. It's like, if you're really good in your field and you stand out, people will notice. Yeah. And that's that's something that you just have to be aware of. Like, if you are good at what you do, you're just going to... And also, same with recruiters. Like, sometimes recruiters will just mass email you on LinkedIn or whatever, try to reach out to you, try to get you to... Hey, like, hey, are you interested in opportunities? And it's like, right. they don't even wait an appropriate amount of time. Like, I was in my old company six months, and literally, the like, at the six-month mark, I had recruiters in my DMs. They're like, <laughs> hey, are you interested in this higher position? It's like, first of all, not qualified. Second of all, it's been six months. Relax. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting a bunch of those on LinkedIn, and I, I'm mm-hmm. just like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they, they just go for it, un- yeah. unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so when you do want to do a, a, a switch, let's say, Angie, I'm going to put you in your hypothetical again, you're switching okay. jobs. Um, how are you targeting where you want to work? Do you target specific companies or are you looking at specific roles? I think it depends. Um, like for me, I would look at, like if I wanted to switch, I wouldn't want to do public accounting. Mm-hmm. Again, so I guess I would look for a different company with a similar role, um, just to experience something in a different uh, area. Okay, so you, I, I don't know much about accounting, so just for context, is private accounting like that's doing like my taxes versus like I don't know Coca Cola's taxes. Yeah, and okay. it's less like pressure. It's more like laid back. Um, your deadlines are not as psychotic. You only have one busy season as opposed to, like, seven. I mean, I've my busy season has been the past year, so, yeah. so. <laughs> which is so fun. We love that. We love that. Uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And, I mean, I've, for me, the way I start off my job hunts is I will look at roles first, so I'll use that as the keyword. And then as I'm scrolling through what companies are hiring for those roles, then I narrow in on the company. Because then I, like, the way I do it, which kind of also leads to my next question on research as to when Mm -hmm. you should be doing research, I do it throughout the whole process. So I'll look up a role, like, this is is just my standard way of looking for for jobs and looking at what the market offers. I look up a role, I look what company is offering it. So let's say I look up, I don't know, senior analyst because I, or manager, that's something I would want to go to next. And I would look at the companies offering it. So let's say L'Oreal, maybe like Nielsen, um, I don't know, some random company with like 20 people, whatever. So like those are, let's say those are my three first choices that pop up. First thing I would do if I didn't know any of those companies is Google what that company is. Second thing I would do is look at Glassdoor just to see overall reviews. And Mm -hmm. if possible, try to narrow it down by the office. So like Nielsen, for example, huge company their like their glass door reviews are going to be from all over the country and it's like i don't really care what the you know i don't know san francisco nielsen office is doing i care what the new york nielsen office would be doing right then yeah. now that makes sense so that's you know if you can narrow it down geographically definitely do mm-hmm. and then i would also like even with the small 10 person company i would look into like what is that are they up and coming is this a startup like, mm-hmm. can I find out who the founder is? Maybe search them up on LinkedIn, see what their accomplishments are, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I very much research, do I want to work at this company potentially? Because I don't want to spend 10 minutes filling out an application 
and then it's I don't even care about the company. Like that's yeah. it's a waste of time for me. Yeah, you don't want to start that whole process if you're gonna end up not liking it. Exactly. Um, and then during the like, let's say I, I get a call back now, they give me an interview. Then I would do even more research. Be like, what yep. what is this actually supposed to be? What is like, what's the culture here? How much can I find out? Um, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention earlier. I would also look into what the role is and see if I'm qualified. Um, True. And one thing to note is that just because a company lists 10 million qualifications on what they want doesn't mean that you have to fit all of those boxes. Oh, no. Yeah. You, <laughs> like, sometimes you don't even have to fit half. Like, they no. just want people that can eventually do this. And right. They're like, just giving, like, a general, like, this is what we take. Yeah. Like, this is what the perfect candidate will look like that doesn't mm-hmm. exist because they want someone that's 24 with 15 years of experience. Like, that's not right. going to work. No. So ideally, you know, you, you just want to have at least a basic understanding of some of those requirements or just be an expert in a few of them, but you don't have to know all of them. Right. At least for corporate jobs. I don't know about other technical jobs. I feel like if you're a mechanic, you kind of have to know how to fix everything. Or like a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're a doctor, I feel like you should, you should know your stuff on that one. You should know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for, what about for you, Angie? Did you research your prospects or did you just kind of get offered a job and we're like all right i mean i was mainly looking at the big four and they're all pretty similar mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh what they do um but they do have different um like ways of life i guess in each firm at each in each office like the new york office for one big four is way different from the New York office in a different big four. Yeah. Um, and also like New York office in one, my big four is different from the Texas office in the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of researched, like I didn't really have to do a lot of research for mine again, cause my school was very heavy on it. So I was in the accounting club. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nerd. Yeah. Uh, and the, all of the accounting big four companies, uh, by the way, big four, Deloitte, EY, P, uh, PWC, and KPMG. Mm-hmm. Just so we clear that. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's the right order, but I don't care. Uh, I, I don't know if there is an order. I just, like, whenever someone says big four, oh, okay, well, I just, I just kind of list all four of them. Yeah. No, there is. There's, like, a number one. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're all competing for it. Um, but... So in my in the accounting club, each big four company would come different weeks and do it like a presentation and like try to get us to come to them. Um, but I would say the interview process is what really narrowed it down for me. Because mm-hmm. um, I I interviewed for two big fours, and one of them I had. A- <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> Not gonna name names or anything, but uh, had a horrible horrible interview process because they were super sexist and shushed me and uh told me that I wasn't gonna fit in because it was more like a frat but they had clubs for people like me quote unquote you know women yeah that's (laughs) I feel like that's just asking to get sued yeah just um yeah but then my other where I work now was so fun like I can't like they we looked at my resume a little bit and then we just talked for like an hour about just you know college life what 
I wanted to do with my mm-hmm. life, stuff like that. It was just really nice. Yeah, and it's, I feel like that's kind of a big part of it, too. You kind of meet the people, see what you're getting into. Because at the end of the day, what a lot of people don't realize is an interview is not the company interviewing you. Mm-mm. An interview is the company interviewing you, but also you interviewing the company. Right. You don't want to work somewhere that's a really bad cultural fit for you because then you're just going to be miserable in your mind, it's going to be a mindset of just stick it out for one year and then you can change and you're not going to want to go to work. You're not going to do your best. You're not going to excel. You won't get any raises and any promotions, nothing, because you don't want to be there. Right. So keep that in mind when doing your your application process. Yes. Um, also in interviews, it's very, I know that they're always like, oh, do you have any questions? Have questions. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we'll get to that shortly. I do have some yeah. sample questions that are really good to ask, no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so, Angie, what about if you don't know what you want to do with your life? Do you, like, l- let's say you're fresh out of college, or let's say you want to change career paths entirely and you don't know what to do. Do you have any advice for the people out there? I think just, one, go with your gut. And really focus on what you want to get out of your life, because at the end of the day, it is your life. And it's not your parents' life. It's not your friend's life. It's not your family's life. It's what you're going to do for, you know, the next 50 years, Mm -hmm. potentially. Um, So it could be really confusing and really tough, because if you don't know where to go, start small and go with, like, small interests, see what they got. And, like, just expand on that. Do a little diagram. You know, I am I love to write things down, especially when I'm stressed out. So just write down your whole thought process on basically where you want to go and mm-hmm. why. And, I mean, one thing to, to focus on here is that you have existing skills. Just mm-hmm. because those skills won't apply directly into another role doesn't mean they won't apply. Like I, for example, am an analyst, so I have some analytical capabilities, some statistical abilities, whatever, and I've currently focused on one completely niche area, but if I wanted to switch into a different type of analysis or research, if I wanted to go into like financial analysis, something unrelated at all, I can take the skills I already have and just tailor them. So focus on learning the new aspects of, let's say I want to get into finance for the example, Focus on learning in what, how would I apply that into f- finance? What are the skills I would have to learn more of? What do I already know that I can just brush up on? Or if something I used to know really well, but I just haven't used it in a while, get that fresh into my mind because that might be useful. Right. Um, and it's also okay to ask for help. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to navigate the whole world on your own. You have, you know, ideally you have some connections on LinkedIn or overall, you know, people that are in in different industries and you can also hire a career coach or a resume writer. Those are like, they're, they're pretty expensive, but if you want to make a drastic change and you don't know where to start, that's a good starting point. They can kind of help you navigate what you're good at, what you know, what you don't know, what you need to know, and they can Mm -hmm. guide you in that direction. Yeah, I never thought about that, like mm-hmm. career coaches, but if you got the time and you got the money, I mean, like, go for it. Man, there's this guy on LinkedIn I follow. He's a finance dude, so not at all relevant to what I do. I just really <laughs> like his advice. Um, yeah. he's, he's a career coach now, but he basically used to be a teacher, 
at just one day up and uprooted his life was like i'm gonna go into finance and he started fresh like he went got a i don't know if he got the masters or if he got that after but he did a internship so he went from a full career to an internship at a fintech startup and then he went into an analyst position at jp morgan and then worked his way up to vice president and it's like wow. he just completely changed his career like he went from being a math teacher to being a vice president at jp morgan <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Go off, King. So he like <laughs> he always talks about what the journey is, how to make that switch. And like he became a career coach as well. And it's like, that's someone if I want to go into finance, that's someone I would go to because he did it. So like, I want to know what the process is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a scary thought. Just completely switching. It is. Yeah. It's because it's like this is something it's, that's it's doable. Safe. It's something that yeah. you know how to do. If I right. go into something completely different now, what? Right. It's like me, an accountant. What if I one day I'm like, oh, let's do, let's go to veterinary school. Like, <laughs> people do that. I know. People do it's that. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, good, good on them because I get stressed way too easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's also one of those things where you're early on in your career. You mm-hmm. have to just, you do the grunt work. So you kind of have to do, know how to do it really well. As yeah. you get higher up, especially like VPs, SVPs, their bigger focus is leadership and sales. So it's like once you gain that power or that status in a certain company, you can transition that into somewhere else because you're not doing the grunt work anymore. Like my VP probably doesn't even know how to pull data (laughs) from from our sources and stuff. Um, But it's like she doesn't have to. Like that's not her job. Her job is Mm -hmm. to make sure the team functions and to sell projects. Exactly. That's one thing as well. Like as you transition, as you get more experience, you can do different things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. So, yeah. Let's talk a bit about the actual application process. I know you don't have too much experience with it, but mm. I want your hot takes on some of these things. Um, the first one being cover letters. Because I, I fucking hate them. I think they're <laughs> no, useless. I hate them. If a If a job posting ever requires me to make a cover letter, unless it's something that's like a government position or like a PR company or something that requires a writing sample, no way in my life am I sitting there doing a cover letter. They're so stupid. They are like, like I, they're such a waste of time because most of the time they don't even get read. No. And sometimes they even harm your chances. Like if you submit the cover letter, it actually makes it worse for you than if you didn't. Yeah. I mean, I had to do it for my job and I do taxes. Right. It's like, it's very much, <laughs> Like, I know the cover letter is supposed to be show yourself on a piece of paper because your resume can't tell your personality. But right. also, you can't show your personality fully on a cover letter. Like, no, I'm that's what the jokester. interview's for. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm a jokester. I'm very, you know, energetic. And you, like, personable. You yeah, personable. I guess that's a word. Um, but you're, <laughs> I can't, I still have to be professional in the way I write a cover letter. I can't make right. a joke at the recruiter. <laughs> like that's, I, I'll do it during the interview, but I can't do it in a cover letter. Imagine, like, you, you just write down, like, a joke making fun of them. Yeah, I'd be like, mm, no, I would never. I would never. No. I, I no. make jokes, but I never make offensive jokes. No. Yeah. It's got a time and place, time and place. It's, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, in my humble opinion, hate cover letters. We'll not spend time talking about them next. Um resumes though that's an important one that i will spend time talking about (laughs) yeah so i i mean from from my experience 
resumes shouldn't be anything fancy schmancy. Mm -hmm. A lot of people try to, you know, personalize their resumes, like add some sprinkles and colors and all this bullshit. And it looks pretty. I'm not saying it doesn't. And if a recruiter is looking at it by themselves, yeah, they might really like it. But a lot of resumes get thrown into an algorithm reader first. And especially for corporate jobs. I don't know if this applies to other jobs, but for corporate jobs, they get thrown into an algorithm first. And that algorithm cannot read anything that isn't the default template of just up to down black ink on a white background. And that's it. Right. No fancy lines, no fancy formatting, just very much education, experience, I don't know, skills, hobbies, whatever. Yep. And it's like, that's that's what I've always been taught and that's what I've seen to be successful because I actually used to have one of those fancy, fancy resumes and I would never get a call back. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and I went to my college career center. Literally, all we did was change the format from that fancy one into a regular, like, up and down resume. Right. And th- literally, the st- like, the first few things I started submitting, I-, I was getting responses. I'm like, well, it wasn't me that's the issue. It was the resume. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. All right. All right. <laughs> um, but no, on a serious note, that's that's some very serious advice. If you're submitting yeah. a lot of a lot of applications and you're not hearing back from anyone take a look at your resume because Mm -hmm. often than not that's the issue like make sure everything is spelled correctly make sure everything's formatted easily make sure there isn't anything wild on it um and just that that's going to be your first thing to reevaluate the resume right and always make sure that your resume is like up to date yeah um like i'm constantly updating my resume based on the clients that i have because Mm -hmm. i'm doing different things for different clients um, so just make sure everything is up to date and for sure. Yeah. And it's also easier to keep your resume updated when you're fresh and you know what you just did. So like, mm-hmm. let's say I have a brand new client or I just finished a big project. And I want to talk about it on my resume. If I write a line about it now, then if I did a year down the line, if I want to change jobs later, I have a fret, like better understanding of what I did and what I accomplished. I'll forget by right. that time. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. true. Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah. It- you gotta gotta stay up to date yep all right another area i want to talk about for applications is linkedin easy apply it's my favorite thing that exists it really is (laughs) it's companies that do it oh my god i love you chef's kiss for you chef's Um, kiss no it's literally because so the way that you apply for most jobs is like through i don't remember what the site is called it's always a different site but it's it has the same logo Um, but basically you just, you upload your resume and then you fill out the whole entire resume again. And it's Mm -hmm. so annoying. It takes like 10, 15 minutes per application. It's just obnoxious. Um, and it's usually through the company's internal site or something. Um, or like they have a partnership with someone and LinkedIn easy apply. takes away all of that. Basically what you do is just upload your resume to LinkedIn. You click easy apply and it sends it directly to whoever posted the ad on LinkedIn, whether it's the recruiter, the hiring manager, whatever. And it even informs you like when they open your resume, it says like, cat, your resume has been opened by, I don't know, this random capital firm, whatever. That's cool. I've never used it. So I didn't know what it was. It's my favorite thing. It makes job like it makes applying for jobs much easier. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And then, like I mentioned, internal job sites. You can also go to a company's website directly. So let's yep. say I want a job at J.P. Morgan. 
I go to jpmorgan.com, careers, and just look through their jobs there, and you can apply there as well. Um, and then another one, we talked about poaching earlier, but referrals, knowing someone, makes it much easier to get recruited because you skip the application process. You guarantee that your resume gets seen by an actual person. Right. Um, so like when I refer people to my company, I send it directly to HR. Like they don't have to go through the whole have the algorithm read the resume type of thing. Like they mm. just straight go to the HR interview. Oh, look at you. Yeah. So if anyone's <laughs> looking for a job, hit me up. I get a referral. <laughs> I get a bonus every time someone gets hired. So. Oh my god, me too. Come yeah. to me. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, that, that kind of sums up the application process, different ways to do it. Um, let's mm-hmm. talk about the interview process, though. I just I just touched upon it very briefly. You know, me mm-hmm. sending resumes, you get the HR interview. Angie, have, did you have an HR interview? Yes. Okay, how did that go for you? Because I have somehow managed to all of, like, in all the jobs I've been in, avoid the HR interview. I've had one for the FBI. Okay. Um... It, don't get it twisted. Um, <laughs> it, it was forensic accounting internship for the FBI. Um, but the HR interview was very basic. Mm-hmm. Like, just reading off my resume, they were just like, okay, I see this. Tell me about this. You're, just tell me about the experience. Yeah. General questions. It's like your first round of interviews just to get through the door. Yeah. Um, you, usually the HR yeah. interview is just the HR person getting a very general idea of is this person okay like are they yeah. crazy and do they have the like bare minimum qualifications right. because end of the day they the hr people don't know what the actual job is like that's they, they it's not possible especially if you're in a big company like it's just not going to happen they can't know the job functions and what needs to be done but they're there to make sure that you have some experience and that you can keep up a conversation right yeah so once you get that, you get put into the manager interview or the like level one interview, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is kind of more, we actually know what we want. Like you're mm-hmm. most likely going to be working either with these people or right under these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they know what skills you need or what kind of person you should be to fit well on the team. Um, so they might ask you more technical questions Sometimes they might ask you scenarios, like, this is, you know, X, Y, Z happens. How do you deal with it? Right. Um, Yeah, I've had a bunch of those questions. Yeah, so it's, I mean, the way I've done them before, I've done a bunch of these. Um, I I like to interview regularly just to keep my skills sharp, um, which I will talk about shortly because solid advice. Um, But for the manager interview, that's, that's stuff that you have to come in knowing about the job. Like, if they ask you, why do you want to work here? Don't tell them, you know, some BS answer. Like, you have to know about the company, about the role. Uh, like, if you can, about the department. <laughs> get get as specific as you possibly can with what this company is, why you would be a good fit, and what mm-hmm. you bring to the table. Yes. Yeah. And the best way to do that, research. I will keep repeating this. Yes. You have to research, like, what yes. you're doing. You can't just blindly walk into an interview because no one's going to take you seriously. No, you really can't bullshit interviews. Mm -mm. Hiring managers can tell if you don't know jack shit about the company. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I, I once had, I approached at a career fair, I approached a company that I did very minimal, like I just looked up what they were, but there were so many companies that I forgot, and I like walked up to them and they were like, so, what do we do? And that was the first thing they asked me, I was like, mm, I forgot, not gonna lie, I forgot, and they were, like they didn't pay me a, a second after that. Wow. Yeah, like straight up, they, they didn't even ask, hey, what's up? They, first question was like, so, what do we do? Because they, they don't want to waste their time on people that are just approaching every booth like I was. I just wanted to see what people are offering. Yeah. Um, and it's like, too, yeah, so. it's like I didn't really care about the company. I didn't want to work there. I just wanted to see what they had cool swag, I think. I think that's why I approached them. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> and so it's like they, they didn't want to waste their time with me. But it's like valid. You know what? Valid, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Because yeah, I think it was like some venture capital firm. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you don't want to waste your time on me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Like on yeah. me, like I would just be like, yeah, next. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, once you do that interview, I mean, I've seen case studies done for it as well. So if you're given the heads up that hey, there's gonna be a case study, figure out what kind of case studies it might be. Like if you're, I've never had a case study. I ha- I've given interview. case studies as interviews. Um, yeah. So like my my previous role, I was I was like on the hiring committee or something on the interview committee. I was an associate. Keep in mind, like I was by no means a manager in any means. Um, but the way that it worked was me and a team lead would do the interview together, and I would just do a bunch of case study scenarios. So it was really fun. Um, but it, we would grill them. Like we would absolutely grill them. Be like, right. this is what you have to know. Like, can you can you answer these questions? Um, and it's uh, for it's really common for certain jobs like consulting. So if you if you're ever in a consulting interview or um, a finance interview, they're very typical in giving case studies. Yeah, I always found case studies interesting. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I haven't had an interview that specifically asked or did one so but i've heard of people who have had them and they're like some people have some hell stories yeah it's a very <laughs> unique way of interviewing because it's one you figure out how the person would react in these scenarios but two mm-hmm. you also figure out how much they know like mm-hmm. let's say you have a case study of i don't know some kind of procurement job and it's like if they don't know what that is or like who those people are then they might not be qualified for it at all Right. It's like that weeds it out really quickly. Like if you can't even yeah. talk about it on a general basis, then that like that you screw yourself over. And I know that finance jobs, they ask like math questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they like figure this out. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. My I, God. I did an interview for the London Stock Exchange Group and it was five. Ooh, it was, oh, my God. It was it was such a hell day of interviews. Like it was just it was five hours of just nonstop interviewing one after the other. Um, and one of them was a case study where we had to like do something. One of them was a teamwork riddle where we had to figure, yeah, like, I'm not kidding you. They literally, they read us this giant riddle. We weren't allowed to write anything down. There was like five of us and we had to figure it out. Um, and it was all like math and like rearranging. It's like, if, you know, if John came in and lives in the red house, but Sally owns a fish, why did Bob like buy groceries? Like it, it really was something that stupid. Like they gave us a bunch of facts and we had to just narrow it down, but we couldn't write oh anything. That was God. the issue. Um, and it's like the whole point of that was just see how we collaborate the teamwork aspect of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, they didn't care if we got it right or wrong. I, I don't think we ended up getting it right. And they were so shocked. They were like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we were the only ones that got it right. They looked at us like, what the hell? 
Um, good on you. Yeah. Good teamwork. So it's like I had the what? Whatever. Case study that thing. I also had a written assessment where they gave me like a very short pamphlet or like you know give us a report on this like a, a one-page report yeah they asked for a lot like they asked for a lot and then i had two interviews with like managing directors oh my god yeah it was intense it was intense it was a lot um <laughs> so it's that's a long day yeah that's also the thing it's like sometimes companies have super days where you do that pretty much where it's like just back-to-back interviews it could be five interviews in a row or it could be what i did where you have a bunch of different tasks um so that's that's something yeah. to know that exists it sucks yeah. but it exists but at least they broke it up. Like, it wasn't just you sitting in a room yeah. being asked again and again. It was, like, you know, teamwork. Yeah. It wasn't, like, building. it made the day go by really quickly. Like, I was there all day, mm-hmm. and I, you know, it was it was fun because I like doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. And then, all right, so moving on, though. <laughs> you do your manager interview, and then sometimes that's the end of it. Sometimes that's the end of the interview process. But oftentimes, companies will give you one more interview. If they give you more than that, then that's a red flag. But if, you know, if you if you have three interviews, that's pretty standard, I would say. Yeah. Um, so you do your manager interview, and then you have a higher-up interview, which is usually with either their manager or another manager that maybe has a bigger team. It's some kind of, someone that's some kind of decision-maker. Yeah. Um, so it's like the way I had mine at my current job was I actually did mine backwards. I had mine with the vice president first and then with the director. Uh, yeah. But oftentimes it's it doesn't it's interchangeable. I think it was just for a second opinion. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you would get maybe with a vice president or if you interviewed with a manager, you might get a director this time. If you're interviewing for a very senior role, like my boss in- interviewed with the CEO of the company so it's, that is horrifying yeah no but so like that's a, that was also a very interesting interview because um she was telling me that they she did they didn't even interview her they were just trying to convince her why she should come to the company they were like this is who we are this is what we offer this is why we're great because like at some point when you have Go such off. a high rapport and like you're the shit in your field like true companies just want you yeah that's true. like they know what you're capable of Mm-hmm. So that's what I aim to be in life, where I don't have to interview. I'm just told why companies are great. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. She's a G. I love her. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's like that's what the higher up interview is. It's like it's sometimes they might also ask you higher like questions, more specifics, more details. Um, mm-hmm. But oftentimes it's them just seeing like a final check of just make sure this person actually is the fit, make sure it all works, all of that. Right. I've, I think I've only had interviews with, like, managers and senior managers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For my specific role now. Yeah. And, you know, it very much depends on the industry. Like, if you're going into engineering, you might be asked very technical questions. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, when Angie interviewed, she was asked very behavioral questions to see what, yeah. what she is as a person. Yeah. Um, Basically, they wanted to see if they can go to happy hour with me. Yeah. <laughs> Which no, that's literally- jokes. <laughs> but also, I don't, know, I don't know about that. I don't know about the jokes part. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times you you want people working with you that are cool. Like you don't want to yeah. you don't want to come into work and be like, oh, that motherfucker again. Right. It's like especially like, you if don't, you, you hire them. Do that. <laughs> yeah, you you do not want that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a bit about what you should do at each interview. Some basic, you know, must dos, must haves. Uh, number one, I would say is just bring a hard copy of your resume. Yep. Um, it doesn't hurt to have one. 
And in case, you know, the hiring manager, this might be their first time even looking at it because they didn't have time to prepare, you can just give them a hard copy of the resume. Um, yep. So always bring, like, if you know you're interviewing with two people that day, bring two copies. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever, whatever documents you have to bring, just bring a hard copy of. So it's like if you had to do a cover letter here, bring a copy of that. If you need a writing sample, bring a copy of that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's like always have it as a backup, even if you don't end up using it. Right. Um, body language. I would say this is going to sound very easier said than done, um, but appear confident. And mm. a good way to do that, just sit straight, maintain eye contact. And most importantly, this is my life tip for everything, not just jobs, not just interviewing. This is going to make you a much more better with people or just better with people, not much more approachable. Whatever. Yeah, much more approachable. Um, smile. Yeah. <laughs> Smiling goes a long way in life. Yeah, it does. It's, um, in college I had to read a book. Oh my God. I don't remember what it was, but it was basically like a bunch of uh, short chapters on different things. And like the first one was the art of smiling and just the influence that it has because people like you a lot more just because you're smiling. And mm-hmm. also when you smile, even if you're in a really shitty mood, you convince yourself it's like it's not that bad i can get through it it's like it internally makes you feel better as well yeah i think that's like a proven scientific it is no it is it absolutely is like acting happy literally fake it literally fake it till you make it yeah absolutely no i'm strong advocate of that fake it till you make it oh yeah yeah um but yeah smiling huge and it's like if you like not express those skills um if you just show those traits automatically the person becomes much more comfortable with you they're comfortable talking to you they're more at ease they're not you know like if you're there shaking or if you're sitting very rigid or whatever and like you can't even make eye contact with them you're going to make your interviewer feel uneasy and Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day this person does have a decision into whether you get hired or not right also pro tip because of my own personal experience and okay. what I have done. Um, if they have a swivel chair, you know, one of those that, like, you swivel... Don't swivel it, you know? <laughs> just to... I was nervous, and I was, like, presenting myself well at the whole interview. I was just moving. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's, the, that's another one. Like, if you can avoid any type of fidgeting, do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't even realize I was doing it, though, yeah. until I left. And I was like, it's very, oh. It's very subconscious a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, if you're, if you're someone that's a fidgeter, just move, your, like, put your finger, like, under your leg or something. Like, cross your leg and put your hand under it and just move your finger in a very, in a way that can't be seen. So, like, you're fidgeting your finger, but no one sees it. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, you have to, you have to find some alternative to it. Yes. Um, all right. Hands. Also an important part. If you can, um, keep them above the table and move them, but not too much. Like if you're a very, what's the word, animated talker. (laughs) Um, For the Italians. Yeah, for the Italians. uh, (laughs) You're going to have to tone it down a little bit. Uh, Hand movements, like they make people feel welcome and all that, but also they're, it's busy. Like, it distracts from what you're saying. Like, if I'm yeah. talking with my hands, like, I'm at, currently at Angie. I look like a fucking Mortal Kombat character. Um, <laughs> but, you, yeah, you don't want to distract the interviewer from what you're saying by what mm-hmm. you're doing. So, right. if you can, keep your hands, you know, above the table, minimal movement. 
but also give a little bit of movement to give some life yeah to what don't you're be saying. don't be stiff yeah don't be stiff you're sitting there like a fucking robot don't like hands on the table like hello yeah. <laughs> how are you today <laughs> like i promise i'm not a criminal <laughs> um yeah. so yeah that's definitely definitely pro tips there um mm-hmm. and another one is keep your cool a big part of interviews especially the first two um is just seeing how you react to things so a lot of the questions that you're asked like there's a lot of them that are really stupid it's like tell me a time where you failed or you know tell me a time where something didn't go as you planned and they you know a lot of the times they just want to see how you deal with situations like that it's they don't really care what happened unless you committed a crime um but it's like if you if you failed at something they want to see that you were able to maintain composure that you didn't let it weigh you down that you know you just bounce back from it mm-hmm. so keep your cool um and don't be you know shocked by what they ask you just try to keep it as, as neutral as possible um and it's mm-hmm. also okay to take a moment to gather your thoughts like yeah. people think it looks really bad but if someone asks you a question be like can i ha- just have a moment to gather my thoughts um just so i can give a good example and mm-hmm. that's totally okay it's you know like my yeah. most recent interview i i just was like hey can i have a moment let me think about this i want to give you a really good answer and they were like yeah by all means go for it Mm -hmm. no i think that's important because people always think like when they ask you a question you have to answer immediately like you have to have those topics like at the front of your mind um but you don't you you don't want to give like a an answer that's like all over the place like just take a minute take a deep breath Mm -hmm. and then go with you know whatever you come up with but like yeah it's better to give a delayed answer that's really well thought out than to give a rushed answer that's all over. Yep. It's it's much more better because then you yourself, you sell yourself better, which brings me right. to my next point. Sell yourself. Um, <laughs> you know, prepare your highlights. You know what you've accomplished. You know what you can do. You know what you bring to the table. Bring that, you know, have mm-hmm. like a quick pitch of like, why do you want this? What, why, like... Why, why would you be a good fit? Prepare that. Right. Be like, well, I'd be a good fit because I've done these types of projects before. I was successful, had great client feedback, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I want to bring that to company X. I feel like I would really benefit here or like I would right. benefit you here. And it's like at the end of the day, careful with your wording. You don't want to talk about what the company can do for you. You want to talk about what you can do for the company. Yes. Uh, be like, you know, why, why would you be a good, f- or like, why do you want to work here? Because I think this is going to be a great learning experience for me. Lots of professional, no, 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 no. This is going to be a great experience for the company. I will be able to bring my skills from other sectors. That yes. kind of, yeah, that you have to. Always sell yourself. Yeah. Sell yourself, not, you know, buy yourself in. Different, no. different yes. ways. Very different. Yeah. And then the last pro interview tip, Angie mentioned it earlier. I will mention it again. Ask questions. Yes. Have questions prepared in your mind. <laughs> yes. Um, it's like, so the way I interview, I'm like very, like, I have a process. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a notebook where I literally have like all the basic HR questions or like basic personality questions of like, Tell me a time you failed. Tell me, you know, a, an accomplishment. Tell me a time you were in a team and something didn't go that way, whatever. Like, all of those basic interview questions that they ask you, I have them right now, and I just keep them up to date with answers. 
So it's like my answers from college don't apply anymore because I've been out of college for two years. So it's like you need answers from your professional environment. So just have those ready. Have prepare in what you're going to say. There are certain questions that are just recycled and asked all the time. Doesn't matter what company it is. Just have basic responses ready. Right. This is making me panic because I haven't interviewed in so long. Which actually (laughs) brings me to my life pro tip is interview even if you're happy at your current company. Just to keep your interview skills up to date. Like, I straight up will try to do, like, an interview at least every two months. Just to know what, like, first of all, I want to know what the, like, if anything has changed, if any hiring tactics have changed, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also what people are asking, what the current market rate is. Like if, if they give me a salary range in the start and it's like three times what I'm making, I'd be like, Hmm, that's suspicious. That's weird. Right. <laughs> so it's like that's that. It also, weird. yeah, like it gives you insight into that as well, but also yeah. you just stay sharp, you know, like Angie hasn't interviewed since you interviewed for your current job mm-hmm. and I interviewed like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. So it's, I, that's just my advice. Like, even if you don't want another job. Just interview with people. It doesn't have to be big companies. Just you can interview with smaller companies. Like I used to interview for sales jobs all the time because they're always hiring. Um, so it's like just places like that, just to know what people are asking and just staying on top of mind with examples. Right, and it kind of like eases your mind a little bit. If even mm-hmm. if like cause if you're not looking for a new job and you're just looking for to sharpen your skills and just get used to the interview process again, there's nothing the, at stake. Yeah, so the anxiety level will just naturally be lower. Mm-hmm. So if it, you don't even if you don't want to work there or if you have no like desire to leave, then you're just like, "Oh, okay. I'm just going to be all natural me. Go with the flow." Exactly. Interviewing is very similar to public speaking, where the way you get better at it is by doing it. It's mm-hmm. not something that you can just wake up one day and be like, "I'm going to be a great interviewer today." Like I'm going to read a book and it's going to be great. No. You, this is something that you have to practice. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if you're still in college, use, use your school to do mock interviews. A lot of the career yeah, centers do I never did that. Them. Yeah. I didn't either, but th- it's, they, they're there and it mm-hmm. helps you get better. It helps you formulate your answers and just speaking better. Right. So yeah. yeah. Key tips. Um, all right. So actually on, on, on to some overall advice, not just for the interview themselves. Uh, but just for the whole hiring process, the interview starts when you enter the building. It does not start when you, you know, meet the person that's interviewing you. You are being judged from the moment you're in Mm -hmm. because a lot of the times you're going to wait in like the main reception lobby and there's workers around you because that's how offices are set up. And Mm -hmm. those people are judging you. Like if you do some dumb shit, you better know that whoever's interviewing you is going to know about it. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. It's like, I remember I was interviewing someone, and I, when I met them, they seemed really great. And then after the interview, someone walked up to me, and they are like, this is what they did beforehand. I was like, what the fuck? And that's one of those things where it's like, you're like you're impressing everyone else as well. Like, these people are judging, do I want to work with you? Right. Like, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It's the, literally as soon as you walk in. Mm-hmm. And also, always, first of all, always be nice to everyone. Be kind. But yes. when you walk in, be nice to the receptionist. Like, yes. a lot of the time, the receptionist holds so much power. You don't even oh, realize yeah. 
how much sway they have in the company. Like yeah, because they know everybody. They, yeah, they know everybody. They deal with everyone. They're mm-hmm. the they're the face of the company when you enter. Like just be nice. That's an important person. Yeah. Be polite. Be polite. Be nice to everyone. But like, yeah. if you're an asshole by nature, be nice to the fucking receptionist. Um, it's not that hard. No. And then always dress to impress. I like a lot of people show up to interviews dressed like they're fucking going for a workout or something. Like, what? Yeah, I've seen people show up in like such ridiculous attire before. I was like, dude. I put on like my power suit. Yeah, no, I, I always, I always wear a suit. Like even in online interviews. Well, the bottom I'll be in like pajamas, but the top where you can see me, I'm in a suit. Yes. It's like I'm fancy. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's like you dress to impress. Like even if the the thing says you know casual attire, dress like business casual then. Like put up a a nicer shirt. Like look nicer than expected. Yeah. Just don't wear jeans. Yeah, just wear wear slacks, wear like khakis, whatever. But yeah. try to try to avoid wearing jeans. Yeah. yeah. Even if it says casual, like don't do that. Mm-hmm. You're, if, you're trying to impress them. It's exactly. your first impression. Exactly. First impressions matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are doing interviews in person, firm handshake. It's it's you know it's not too hard. Just strong grab. <laughs> Per my demonstration that Angie just yeah. saw. That was great. Um, Good job. 10 yeah. out of 10. And then, you know, depending on the industry, you can ask for a card. It's like, mm-hmm. this is, especially in the business world, if you're, especially if you're in person, ask for a card. Be like, hey, can I get your card? A lot of people have business cards from their company or they have personal cards. And mm-hmm. this is a way just to reach out to them after. Um, if you have any questions, if you have any follow-ups, if you want to say thank you, whatever the case there is. But... If you can, ask for a card. If they don't give you one, they don't give you one. But at least you asked. Right. Um, and then this is also during the interview, a pro tip. Talk as if you already have the job. Like, don't talk of if I, you know, like, if this and that. But talk about, like, what are the next steps in the process? When will I hear about the next steps? When mm-hmm. will I hear back about, you know, the next interview? I, like, right. pretend you already got it. You're guaranteed the spot. Like, in input yourself into the company because that's what they're going to remember that you want to be there that you talked about us not them right yeah us as a family yes um <laughs> all right angie i have a question for you because um, i have very mixed feelings about this but a lot of people are very passionate what's your take on thank you emails i in college at career fairs mm-hmm. and when Again, accounting companies came to my, like, accounting club. Um, I always sent a thank you email to them. Because, like, they, they didn't know who I was still trying to get my foot in the door. I was still trying to get the interview. Um, so I think that's important. And it really, it really did make me stand out. Because as I got, like, higher up in college, mm-hmm. uh, by senior year, or not senior, junior year, when I got my internship, like, Deloitte, and EY and like all of them they they like knew my face yeah. is what i'm trying to say like cuz they knew my name from emails that i wrote just to all of them even smaller accounting companies they would just be like oh like i got your email like that was so nice like thank you so much like and we just like that was the start of the conversation you mm-hmm. know um so i i think they're important okay 
See, I didn't realize I should be sending thank you notes, to be honest, until my most, uh, like, not, not my current job, but the one before that. When I interviewed mm-hmm. for it, my, my friend Joy, like, yelled at me. She's like, why, you didn't send thank you notes? We always send thank you notes. Like, we've really re- denied people because they didn't send thank you notes. I was like, oh, oh. Like, I've up to that point in my life, I've never sent a thank you note before. Um, yeah. Just because, like... I don't like, think I've sent a thank you note after an interview. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was always an issue of I either didn't have the direct email of the person, right. or it's like I was dealing with HR to facilitate the whole thing. Right. Um, but then I realized, I'm like, hmm, I can reach out to HR and ask for emails. Um, so that was, you know, like that, I started doing that as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, like, I don't know, I, I scope it out depending on the, not the career, the industry. I might Mm -hmm. send one. I might not. I don't think, Mm -hmm. I don't think they should be required also. It's like, but like a lot of companies, like a lot, not companies, but people will take it personally, especially, um, older generations. They take it very personally, but it's like Mm -hmm. even some younger people do. So I think it's very industry specific on that end. Yeah, I mean, like, my company, I think they, like, they enjoy thank you emails because partners took us out for dinner one mm-hmm. day, um, and the next day, like, they weren't, they didn't ask for, obviously, they're never going to ask for a thank you email, but yeah. I, like, sent one, and they were like, oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Sometimes <laughs> it's very unexpected, like, if, yeah. you know, like, if you're dealing in a very high-end stress job, it's like, oh, this is unexpected, thanks. Also, it, like, makes them feel good, too. Yeah. Makes you feel good, too. Yeah, because, like, you're being recognized. <laughs> I remembered you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good one. I should start yeah. doing them more, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then last part of the hiring and interview process. You get the job, and now you negotiate. Some things to negotiate. The biggest one, definitely salary. Like, uh-huh. always. But that's not the only thing. That's, you know, people realize that there's, don't realize that there's more to it that they're, you know, offered. Because you can also negotiate PTO. Like, if the standard for your company is 10 days a year, you can negotiate maybe 20 um, right. or 15, whatever. Uh, same thing yeah. with benefits. You might be able to negotiate a better benefits plan at the lower cost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's depending on what the company wants and needs and what you can offer. You can negotiate a lot of different things. Like, you can negotiate, yeah. if you're a higher up person, you can negotiate a company car, company phone. Like, all of these extra perks are part of that negotiation process. I mean, don't, you know, shoot for the stars. Yeah, but... like, be realistic with it, you know, don't... Yeah. Like, if you're an analyst, don't ask for a Lamborghini company car, relax. Right. <laughs> or, like, don't ask for a million-dollar salary, yeah. you know? Like, but, see see yeah. what the range is and, you know, try to, try to always offer a bit more than what you want. Like, if you mm-hmm. want 65, ask 70. Then they're going to mm-hmm. hit you back with, like, 62, and then you can try to meet at 65 in the middle. Right. Um, and also, know what the market is, mm-hmm. because if they're asking lower... Like, if they're asking way be... lower, then... That's a problem. Yeah, that's a problem, because then you'd be <laughs> like, listen, the, the market range is between, like, 70 and 80 right now. You're offering me 50. Like, right. I... And, but that's also something that should be brought up earlier on. It shouldn't be brought up in interview number one. But maybe, yeah. you know, in the HR, just be like, I have a range of 70 to 80, just so you don't waste their time. Like, you don't want yeah. them to, you know, schedule you for a bunch of interviews, and you don't want to be scheduled for a bunch of interviews for them just to lowball you at the end. Like, right. you save everyone time with just giving a range at the beginning. And you should always, if you can, get them to give you a range first, um, yeah. because you don't want to accidentally lowball yourself. Like, if their range is 80 to 90, and you say 60 to 70, you just cut yourself off 20K. 
Yeah, and then they're like, oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can totally do that. Totally do that. Yes, I think I think we can manage. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then let's, let's just very briefly touch on starting the job and also quitting the job. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie, what's, what's your advice for, like, the first two weeks on the job? Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do not be afraid to ask questions because when I started at my job, my job is... Accounting, it's, everyone's like, oh, accounting, mundane. No, it's, it gets chaotic very quickly. And, and I say that, but like, I was sitting there, barbecue sauce on my titties. and what? Not really. That's, that's a vine. Okay. I was quoting a vine. It's a vine. I wasn't really doing that. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. But I got really confused because, you know, I, excuse me, rewind. I got really confused because as a new hire, I know they didn't really expect me to know everything, Mm -hmm. but also they didn't know what I knew or what training that I had. So my teams that I was like, was working with, they were just kind of giving me work. And then some teams were better than others. Like they walked me through and they were like, okay, here's a step-by-step process. This isn't because I think you're stupid. I just don't know where you're at. And I was like, no, that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. Um, and I, honestly, like, I love that. Please treat me like a child because I know nothing. Um, but ask those questions. No question is a stupid question because someone else might have the same question. Yeah. And another one is, like, your first few weeks on the job are going to be your easiest weeks. Because yes. you don't know shit. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. like you still haven't been trained. You don't know how to do anything. You don't know mm-hmm. the internal company process. Use mm-hmm. this time to one, learn your coworkers, you know, see mm-hmm. who they are, get to know them, you know, connect with mm-hmm. all of them on LinkedIn. Just go for coffees with them. Be like, hey, can we grab a 20 minute coffee just to get to know each other? Mm-hmm. Introduce yourself. Make a name for yourself. Pretty much establish yourself. Um, yeah. I also like uh, we have a scheduling thing on in our company. And so I could see who I was working with on specific teams and clients. So I would reach out to the seniors and managers on the team and be like, hey, I'm very excited to like work with you. I am a new hire. Uh, just putting that out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just introduce yourself. If you're in a big company, the senior people oftentimes will not realize that they got a new person, like especially if you yeah. have big teams. So yeah. you want to, you know, just make yourself known a bit. Um, and like I, we have interns now and... They don't do really any work, but my, my, my little buddy, love her, uh, my intern, she got put on a client and she was like, oh, no one reached out to me. I'm like, cause they probably don't know. So, and I mm-hmm. gave her all the names cause she didn't obviously know how to look that up. Uh, and it's less stressful for me to just do it. And I gave her all the seniors names and I was like, I know this guy. Uh, I reached out to him and told him that you're working with him. So he's expecting an email from you. And she emailed them all, and they were like, oh, my God, intern, yeah. yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, like, the if, if it's a new person, like, especially an intern, mm-hmm. you just, there you can't know everyone. Like, it's it's the yeah. intern's job to make yourself known. Because at, yeah. if you're also trying to get a position as well. So right. you want to be known, you want to be remembered, you want to do whatever they ask and just take that next step. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, and then another one is also just learn the company culture a bit more. Like, this is your chance to see how are people dressing, you know? Just because you dressed like you're going to the president's office for your interview doesn't mean that that's how people dress on the regular. Like, maybe mm-hmm. they're wearing jeans at work. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. Maybe that's company culture. Maybe they're all wearing suits, and maybe that's what you have to do. So... Yeah, I wear jeans to work. Yeah, so it's like just... Sometimes we wear sneakers yeah. if we want to really go crazy. Dude, my, my <laughs> one of the SUPs in my company the other day wore, like, cargo shorts and a t-shirt. And I was like, you absolute icon, first of all. I love and, that. And then I was told, I was like, because I, I was telling my boss about it. She's like, just wait until the summer. The CEO, he comes in in, like, flip-flops and shorts. <laughs> I was like, oh is this, God. like, an invite to the whole company? Like, can I come in flip-flops and shorts? <laughs> king so king. I, I can't wait to see it i can't wait to see it um but yeah also you know figure out when the work day ends like if you see people leaving regularly at like four or five o'clock then you know that's okay where it's like mm-hmm. if you see people like if you see five six o'clock rolls around and no one has moved that also gives you an insight of like what is expected here mm-hmm. um so keep it keep an eye on that and also just expectations like see what people are doing See if they're actually working or if they're just fucking around on their computer because some people do that. So just right. learn the culture more. That's your chance to do it because you have all the time in the world. Yes. And make friends. Yes. Make a work buddy. Always make a work yes. buddy if you can. If there's someone that's starting at the same position with at the same time as you, you know, like that's you have something in common already. You have that established rapport. Mm-hmm. You come to each other and be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> or like, bro, John just gave me such a lecture on the company. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, have those friends. Just people you could relate to. Yeah. That you go day to day with. Exactly. It's nice to have. And then finishing it off on a strong note, resignations. <laughs> there. <laughs> We've talked all about the hiring process and starting. Um, but what if you want to leave? I feel like that's, it's it's harder to do than it seems. Like, it's, it's a very uncomfortable yeah, thing to do. I have no idea how to leave. No. Like, I, I, I've, I know people, like, friends of mine who have left my company, and I'm like, I, that's not even in my mind. Like, I, I don't know. I'm too scared. Yeah, I've, I've quit <laughs> Like, I would jobs, be terrified. So. I, it's, yeah. it's very uncomfortable because, one, like, okay, so I'll, I'll give my two stories of how I quit. The first one... I wanted to meet up with the principal because apparently, like, if you quit with him, he just pays you for the rest of the month and you resign on the spot. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. But he was busy. So I went to the account manager instead and he was, I gave him my two weeks and he's like, okay, yeah, you're gonna work your two weeks out. I was like, damn, that's tough. Um, but because I was leaving, like, they weren't going to put me on any new projects or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just like, I was basically just fucking around for the last two weeks, but I was bored. So I made cat's bible um which basically was just my entire process because i was good at my job so i made a whole entire process of this is how you become me <laughs> um and it was like a 20 page 20 page oh <laughs> 20 oh page word doc of how to do the job really well um but yeah okay and i literally i literally named it cat's bible and that's how i sent it to my managers of course you um did. so i left on a really good note and that's that's actually really important because if you're in an industry, especially if it's a small industry, never ever go out guns blazing because you odds are you're going to run into those people again, either at another job, they might become clients, they might become your partners, like you mm-hmm. might be their client, you never yeah. know. 
And it's yeah. like, you do not want to burn a bridge if you sh- don't have to. Like, right. if the only time you should be burning bridges if someone screwed you over really, like, heavily. Or if mm-hmm. it's like you're completely just shifting things. But it's like, even yeah. then, like, you shouldn't burn bridges. Because you just no. never know where these people are going to end up. Yeah. And you don't know where you're going to end up, so. Yeah. And it's like, in terms of resignation, like, in the U.S. specifically, two weeks is pretty standard. But mm-hmm. I've seen longer resignations. Like, if you're a vice president or a director, you clearly have much more on your plate. Bigger handoff, mm-hmm. all of that. So, sometimes mm-hmm. it's seen, like, a month notice. Um, sometimes people give no notice because it's not required. So, it's a way the U.S. is in at-will employment. <laughs> See ya! <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you you can literally be like, I quit on the spot and leave. You'd be like, this is my last day. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, you're going to burn some bridges. Your manager's going to be pissed at you, especially if you had work yeah. and deadlines and whatever. So, yeah. just be cautious of that. Yeah. Um, yes. Always think about that. Yeah. Leave with a good note. You want to be remembered well. You really mm-hmm. want to be remembered well. Um, and then, uh, what's it called? Da, da, da. Yeah. That's about it. That's 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 all my wisdom for, for this episode. <laughs> Andrew, do you have anything to add? Just be yourself... And don't be afraid to ask questions and put yourself out there a little bit. That's, like, my main advice. And all in all, stay swaggy. Sure. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) on that note, outro music! Outro music!